Are you ready to begin? I am. Hello. (laughs) This is Sad Girl Syllabus, a commentary on media through the ages. Each season, we have a new syllabus to dive into. I'm Bethany. And I'm Mary. And we are two girls. Too sad. Let's jump into <laughs> the syllabus. Bethany and I both did a, a, dive, <laughs> a dive in. For, in honor of this season. Yeah. There's a lot of ocean swimming and perhaps more pool swimming. <laughs> At least in today's episode. So we just pools. We just dove in like divers, <laughs> like Olympic divers. um yeah diving in on theme Mm -hmm. we should I was thinking about this we should photoshop ourselves into like pool floaties pool floats (laughs) for (laughs) for the thumbnail (laughs) I wish I had a pool in general yeah and real floats (laughs) yeah yeah I wish I could swim uh (laughs) We could get you the inflatable floaties that go on your arms, so you just float around. Yeah, I would. I was at um, one of the public pools in Albuquerque a few weeks ago with some friends, and um, and there were like it was on a really really hot day. It was like on a triple digit day, and uh, and my poor friends, they were just like, no, we're gonna we'll hang out in like the shallow section with you, and I was like, I promise you could go swim. Like I'm fine to just. <laughs> It's all um, right. Dunk your head. <laughs> Get in there. But in the, of course, it was like crowded as shit because it was so hot. And then in that shallow end, though, there were like so many little tiny kids, little tiny, like three, four year olds wearing the floaties <clears throat> around their arms and stuff. And they would just like jump. In, they would just like jump into their parents' arms and like, and then they would just like laugh and splash. And then they would like get back out and then go jump right in again and just do that over and over and over again. And I was just like, oh my God, to be a parent. Oh no. <laughs> to just like, for the kid to just like never get tired of jumping in to the water. I mean, like same, I relate to that kid, but damn. <laughs> tiring. It's a tiring job, parenting. <laughs> As we discussed last time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, but love a pool. Love a public pool. <laughs> so it, they're good for people watching. I mean, they're gross. They're, you know, they can get real gross. They can. But, but great for people watching for sure. Yeah. I feel like I have immediate nostalgia to like going as a kid to the public pool in summer and like it being just the greatest day. Yeah. The greatest and day. the, uh, and like public pool bathrooms and beach bathrooms, they're so like, that's a very specific oh yeah, sensory experience. The smell <laughs> yeah, of the pool, like, well, obviously the chlorine in the water, but also the chlorine that they clean those bathrooms with. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I've smelled, because I feel like they have, even a beach bathroom will smell similar yeah. to like a pool bathroom. And yeah, it's like the cleaning chemicals. And the dampness. Yeah. Oh my God. So moist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, it's pretty gross. And I think that um, the other thing that like makes makes these kinds of movies, these like Americans abroad kind of films, what makes these stories so recognizable or like maybe just like a signature like Hallmark thing is like um, the luxury of going to your own private villa where there's like mm-hmm. a private pool mm-hmm. um having your own like seaside situation that is just for you and your housemates or whatever um is like it seems very uh it seems like a, a device to to separate distinguish the characters from like the plebs <laughs> oh yeah right you're not um you know in a hostel or uh yeah. like a cheap hotel on vacation you have your own place and it comes with a pool (laughs) you have a pool at home and you have a pool when you go on vacation and I feel like in the movie we're talking about today it's like a very like weird contrast between being in the pool and then going to the sea which is all around them they're surrounded yeah ocean and yet they spend all their time in a pool that's a good point yeah that's a really good point um and also distinguishes it from other from the other movies like The Lost Daughter and um and then what we will talk about, um, talented Mr. Ripley. Like there's yeah, it's it's a big distinction. And also I think that it it was even called it was adapted from well, was the story called La Piscine or was the or was the painting the hopper? Wait, not Hopper. Hockney. Hockney painting is a bigger splash, but right. Okay, it's adapted from a movie La Piscine. Yeah. So, which means pool in French. Yeah. Right. Which is like I think they're in Italy in that one, but they are French, and um, yeah, a similar similar story. Um, but the movie we're talking about today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is a bigger splash by. Luca Guardadino came out in 2015 as part of his um, sort of Italy lust love trilogy. Sweat. <laughs> Sweat trilogy, summer trilogy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Preceding Call Me By Your Name, which we've already talked about for this season. Um, <laughs> the other one is called I Am Love. Yo sono amoro or amore or yeah. Uh, Yo sono l'amore. Um, and it doesn't seem like it fits the vibe. <laughs> Seems very different. I feel like that it's this is really like just a double feature. Yeah. And I am love is shoehorned in because <laughs> Luca is a liar. <laughs> so no, I meant it, it all. It doesn't fit. <laughs> It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really fit because why would you just like all of a sudden take out the like summer holiday? Yeah. Anyway, but I haven't, I also have never watched it. So nope. I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Um, but I believe Tilda is in that one as well. She is. Um, in Bigger Splash, you have Tilda Swinton as, I mean, I guess she's the main character, but she doesn't really do much. And. <laughs> her boyfriend uh, and then there's ray fines who's her ex-lover who joins them on vacation with his daughter his mysterious hot daughter dakota johnson <laughs> uh, 
sexy daughter. Uh <laughs> we love Ray Fine. He's also a sad girl staple. I mean, he is he is uh Heathcliff in Wuthering Heights. And Voldemort. And Voldemort. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> but also the return of Dakota Johnson, who's like yeah. murdering it this season. Um, she's in <laughs> almost every episode. Of also a sad girl, like a true a big sure. one. Um I don't yeah. This movie is I told you last night, I was like, I don't, or maybe this morning time is <laughs> irrelevant. Um <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this movie. Um, I guess that's not the point of this podcast, but I'm still going <laughs> to give my review. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely interesting in a few large themes. This movie really takes place in a pool later in a pool yeah. pretty much all the time. All of the like action really of the movie begins and ends in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and it definitely is on the theme of like building tensions to breaking point in like the summer heat, drinking a lot, um, being in too close quarters with people that maybe you really don't like that much. Um, yeah. 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 Ugh. Yeah, that seems like a fairly common dilemma with a lot of people where it's just like, oh, yeah, like I haven't like let's travel together. We haven't like spent a lot of time together. Let's like get away from our day to day lives to to go on vacation. And then it's like, oh, yeah, this is why we don't spend a lot of time. <laughs> this is why we don't do this like in normal life. <laughs> yeah. And like it's because you're on vacation, like the other person is sort of inescapable. Yeah. As you like you don't know where to go you, and you're like a little bit held hostage by like your <laughs> trip partner. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that feeling when you're just like, I just need to be alone. <laughs> and that is but that is like totally the that is such a huge it's it's the real totally the reality of a holiday it's such a huge part of a holiday and um and definitely does not make it into the instagrams <laughs> yeah like that everybody like it feels especially this year and i think it was because it's like just a big it's a big travel year after like a couple of years of not and uh but especially this year it just feels like everybody it feels like it's required to fucking go to europe to go to like an Italian beach or uh, Spain or something. <laughs> um, it feels requisite. And, and, but, but when people post about it, of course, they're like posting the most uh, beautiful images, the most p- picture perfect stuff. But so, and yeah, in any trip, you're, there's always like misery. <laughs> And, you know, sometimes in small doses, which is nice, but sometimes it can be really miserable. Um, yeah. Miserable, you murder. <laughs> like in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So it is a psych, it's like, it's a thriller. It's a psychological drama thriller. And because it does focus in, as you said, on the tensions that build up. And um, the, another thing that it brought up for me was like this, theme of escapism and 
um, the because like there's also a bunch of people. Everybody's lying in this movie, in the story. Um, I think Dakota Johnson. Yeah, I don't know. Was the whole thing insinuating that Ray Fi- like it's his escort and he's just like pretending that it's his long lost daughter? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so like Ray finds is like, hey, I'm here. Like they picked him up from airport and he's like, guess what? I have this hot daughter that nobody knew about. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> We've known you for a long time and you have never mentioned a daughter. Um, I I think that's like a possible, yeah, a possibility yeah. that she is like his lover, an escort, uh, just someone he hired to like buffer between him and Tilda. Or he, maybe she is his daughter. Like he's he's a madman in this yeah in this movie. Yeah, essentially, like Til- like Tilda Swinton is a pop star with her lover who's a filmmaker and they're on vacation and then their vacation their holiday gets crashed by Ray Fine who who was also a filmmaker who used to be the lover of Tilda Swinton and he shows up with Dakota Johnson and yeah people are like wait you have a daughter and allegedly she's 22 but then you find out that she's actually 17 yeah <laughs> like <laughs> And so the the lying about her age thing made me think that it was implying that she was an escort. Mm. You had to like tell a double lie or something. I don't know. That's interesting. I was when I was like kind of thinking, oh, it just like looks even worse for um, Tilda Swinton's boyfriend, who I can never remember the character's name or the actor's name, but sorry. Sorry to that man. Um <laughs> uh that he I mean because the insinuation is that possibly he slept with her at some point during the vacation um so it's like even worse because she's a minor right right yeah and yeah yeah maybe that like all of this like her like she's sort of mysterious and she's kind of like coy she has she speaks in sort of cliches I mean, she says a lot of like aphorisms that are really weird. Um, And so like maybe instead of that being like this mysterious thing, it's actually like just childish. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a teenager. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're just a little girl. Whoa. Yeah. I had forgotten about that, that it's like sort of you don't ever actually see the guy and (laughs) the guy, the dude and Dakota Johnson um, being intimate. But yeah, it is implied. More so than it's implied that Tilda Swinton and Ray Fine get together, which I guess they sort of the show a bit. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. Like a it's failure. more of a temptation with between Dakota Johnson and the dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um let's see, what's his name? <laughs> Matthias Schonarts. Schonarts. Um but he's Paul in the movie, I think. That's his character. Paul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Paul. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, it, there's a lot of archetypes. I feel like the, the four of them are sort of like archetypes. Also, Tilda mm. Swinton, yeah, she does. She is the star, but like she, she really doesn't do anything. Her backstory, her character's backstory is that she had vocal cord surgery or, or 
and or something. And uh, she had she had surgery and she's recovering from surgery and she can't speak. So she does she has she doesn't speak. She just sort of gestures. And to me, it just seems like I mean, it just seems like Tilda Swinton was like, you know, she produced it. Well, she I don't know if she produced this one. She she produced I Am Love. Um, but it just seems like she's just, you know, trying to she just wants to experiment and like No, I feel like she wrote that in. She's like, mm, I'm not gonna speak this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's like did you hear about my not my sleeping in a box and MoMA? And then she's like, I just want to do more of that. Yeah. Um, Luca, this movie, I'm not talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then on the other hand, you do have Ray Fiennes who talks so much in this movie. He is nonstop. Um, I think he, to me in this movie is like the, the shining star, like really. Oh, I thought you were going to say some analogy between the shining and him, but. Oh, (laughs) 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 um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's quite flamboyant. Um, and yeah, yeah. Oh, also the, um, Dakota Johnson ends up lying not only about her age but also like mysteriously can like speak Italian very fluently (laughs) which like nobody else can like they're they're complete that's another big symbolism I felt like was like these people who are who like can't really like be out in the culture because they can't speak the language right um yeah but then but yeah it turns out the Dakota Johnson characters Dakota Johnson's character totally can (laughs) Yeah, like very fluently. Um, and they've been like, yeah, struggling to communicate anytime they're out. But again, they they don't really go out. Um, yeah. And that's another time. that's another like interesting thing. Well, because like call me by your name. Um, Timothy Chalamet like speaks Italian and French and like he fully and he like even has these little trysts with peers Mm-hmm. who are also on holiday who are like not American um, and he can like speak to them in like French or Italian. Um, you get the sense that the people, wherever the people are in the lost daughter, they can sort of, well, the dude, the dudes, the like innkeeper guy in mm-hmm. the lost daughter can like speak the language because he's like lived there for forever or whatever. Um, but so you have this, um, I just think that it's dialed up. This like theme of escapism is is really dialed up because in the, in a bigger splash because they can't they have escaped their day to day life. They go to another a whole other country to like recover from whatever, but they also can't escape. It's like comes it's like horseshoe theory. Like they can't escape mm-hmm. because they can't speak the language. They can't like be in the culture. They can't get away. Um, yeah. They in fact have to like maybe even face it more on because there's like this right like Ray finds is this like figure appearing from the past like there to <laughs> yeah. confront them with everything they don't want to be confronted with um, like the the failure of their relationship or their personal failures or whatever um, and so instead of yeah this nice holiday by the sea um, 
<laughs> they're just reflecting on um, how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, also reflecting, that's another mm. symbolism. Whoa. You know, I just, <laughs> I do what I like the most. I do think that Guadagnino is like really good at, at just like making his shit like semiotically dense. Mm. Um, I I do think that that is, I think that's cool about his movies, and also the um, Suspiria was was good. Um, you, you love Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> I do, uh, I do, I do. Um, but yeah, I, so I was just pulling up a picture of the Hockney painting, um, and. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, the Hockney painting is very evocative of like when someone just like crashes into a pool and all the, you sort of lose sight of them because of all the bubbles anyway. Um, and I can see why it was like on the, on Luca's mood board. Um, (laughs) what else is on the mood board? Yeah. I would love to see his like storyboard shit because again, you, the vibes are just great. I mean, he's a brilliant filmmaker. He really is. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm out. I'm out on Luca. You can convince me, but I, I don't know. <laughs> There's something that like I feel like I wanted this movie to be more tense than it is. Or yeah. and maybe it's the runtime. It's like it goes on too long for mm-hmm. it to be really actually tense. Um, or I don't know, like. I guess some of the emotion that I know that I was supposed to be feeling, I, I was a little disconnected from, and that's what I felt with this. However, it does get points for sweat, my sweat meter <laughs> this season. Um, definitely has points for that. There's tons of swimming, so I am also into that. One of the most interesting parts of it, I thought was actually like something that should have been a much larger feature of the movie which is at the end um, when they are in the uh, police station because Ray Fiennes has been murdered in their pool. Um, <laughs> um, and they're being questioned. They start talking about all, well, and you see them too, immigrants coming over to Italy. Mm-hmm and not knowing what to do. And Tilda, in an effort to uh, make sure blame does not get placed on her boyfriend or husband, I don't know, um, Paul, because she knows he did it. So tactically blames it on immigrants, (laughs) refugees. Yeah, yeah. She says that they are intrude, that they were intruders Mm -hmm. and they they drowned him in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that is, um, oh my gosh, I'm also thinking about like the visual parallels of like, because so it took took us a minute to uh, work up to the spoiler, but um, oh nice. sorry, um, no, 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 I mean, you know, we're people they should, should know by now, yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so essentially, a big part, the the climax of the whole narrative is. Paul and Ray Fine's character are Harry um are having an argument they get they're both drunk they both are 
their um fighting and tensions rise and then paul drowns harry holds him underwater for too long and then is just sort of like oh shit what have i done and then just like leaves he try oh he tries to resuscitate him he tries to like get him out of the water and do cpr or whatever but he's drowned and so then he just like pushes him back into the water and then everybody wakes up in the house to see his corpse floating around and then there's like the visual (laughs) his corpse floating Um, but then there's like the visual parallel between that and like refugees trying to come from Africa, trying to come into Italy. And, um, there's obviously like a lot of death in the water. That's another thing that I wanted to talk about. We can talk about this maybe in a little while, but, um, jumping the gun. No, no, it's, um, uh, like water and immigration stories, are very intimately linked and water is super dangerous. I really just wanted to talk about the the dangers of water, but water is really, really dangerous in lots and lots of different ways in lots of cultural imagery, historical, uh, historical facts. Like that's such a, it's such a big, a lot of immigrants have to pass a body of water to get to their, um, their destinations. And, um, I thought that that imagery was really, really strong. And then, yeah. And then, Tilda Swinton, Swinton's character, um, like being a complete, like wealthy white mm-hmm. lady mm-hmm. and, and then just, just using the scapegoat. Um, yeah. And, it, and, and it's sort of like the ultimate, it's sort of ultimately evil, like the ultimate evil because immigrants are succumbing to the same fate as Ray Fine um and and victims of that same fate and then get blamed as the culprits as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah and also like there's that interesting parallel of right like the refugees having to pass this very dangerous body of water which is this huge natural force and i think one of the greatest like right symbols of like nature's power over man Mm -hmm. versus ray finds drowning in a pool which is like sort of uh humans controlling like a natural resource you know like Mm -hmm. a very they and they're in their very controlled safe environment in maybe a place they would not feel comfortable in if they didn't have all of these structures and closures around Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. so it's like sort of I guess it's great irony right that he drowns in like what is an attempt at a at making water bodies of water <laughs> safe yeah uh, the artificial yeah right very artificial mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a deeper like distinction it's a it's a uh deeper like driving home of the distinction between between the pool and the sea um and yeah there's this like uh there's this idea again with the traditional or conventional narratives around the sea um or around the holiday going on holiday and going away to the beach or going away and like having a pool and stuff is like it's always like yeah this is so fun this is so good (laughs) and um but I think that a lot of people many stories like this 
like water is is really just like sinister um Mm -hmm. because it's so dangerous because it's just like not where people dwell it's it's just like super dangerous and you know there's also this is echoed like it's a major major cinematic theme I feel like um because I mean even Jaws is like trying to do this where it's like fourth of July and everybody's coming to the beach and then there's fucking (laughs) pests everywhere (laughs) the pests being sharks Um, but yeah, it's just like that, that just, just is interesting to me, um, because people, it's such a symbol of the, the water and the seaside is such a symbol of like recovery and Mm. fun and goodness, but it's also like really, um, it's also really bad. Right. And then there is like, um, Tilda Swinton going on this, like, vacation to restore her health to recover from this surgery is like sort of yeah as we said like the most iconic privilege thing of like I need to go to some, somewhere where it's sunny by the sea to mm-hmm. you know get back into health mm-hmm. um and this was I don't know it again loved the sweat loved the water <laughs> I was a fan of that just wanted a little more tension bring up yeah. the tension the movie Luke Guadagnino's movies are so long they're very long and most of the time I don't mind a long movie but I just kept being like and 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 <laughs> and and it just didn't do that <laughs> it's yeah um yeah it's like sometimes I mean you know lifetime movies can really like achieve some tension and their entire narrative arc in what is it 80 minutes <laughs> so you know maybe he should consider taking some notes <laughs> consider lifetime luca <laughs> we got the real film commentary here um <laughs> maybe be a little bit more like a lifetime movie a hallmark movie okay <laughs> maybe consider the 80 minute plus commercial time limit <laughs> plus time for ads um and maybe a, a some sponsored content in there you know <laughs> throw it in see if you can make a scene around that <laughs> a, a scene around like cool whip cool somebody's in the bullet blender was what i was about to say <laughs> I feel yeah, the bullet blender for sure in uh in Hallmark movies. Oh, I feel yeah. like Cool Whip as like a holiday dessert thing has been in Hallmark movies, but mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, they have the bake off and they have to do it with Cool Whip. Um Cool Whip <laughs> saves the day. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean I think that <laughs> I think that it, his movies do go on just like a little bit too long. Suspiria was was long. I mean, I loved it, but he he like added on to the Dario the, Argento. Yeah. He like added backstory that was like unnecessary. <laughs> really like, crazy backstory. <laughs> yeah, like weird, like esoteric Nazi shit. <laughs> you know? Um. So yeah, it does go on a little bit long. Although I do think that that's like maybe I mean I yeah I think that it's 
uh, Tilda also probably was like encouraging <laughs> experimentation and more. Being like, yeah. <laughs> and being like cinema is all about the vibes. Yeah. And there's something to say for like, yeah, like the matching the like maze. Is that the word? Is that how you say it? We're what? Maze. How do you spell that? <laughs> what? I'm going to say it's a word of a, like a long, hot summer day. <laughs> Is Wait. it M-A-I-S-E? M-A-I. Yeah, maze. 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 I don't know. Malaise. Malaise. <laughs> I edit things. Um, that's <laughs> what I meant. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Podcast is over. Recording done. <laughs> the malaise of summer has really caught up to the us. The maize. <laughs> I think you mean the maize of summer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Malaise? <laughs> Got like a whole syllable in there? <laughs> this is how my brain works now, which is not well. It's the malaise of summer. It's the malaise of summer. I'm not like this during the winter. (laughs) Much snappier because because it's it's cold outside. So cold. Gotta get shit done. Yeah. (laughs) Um I I agree with you though. (laughs) But the malaise or malaise. (laughs) (laughs) The malaise. He's like trying to he's trying to get that, capture that. Um, by making it so long and drawn out and yeah. And you're, and you're like thinking your cognitive abilities are dwindling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Melted. It's hot and you're so sweaty and you're like dehydrated. Yeah. True. All true right (laughs) now. (laughs) Um, although I wonder, do you think that these like films that are, that are like, oh, European holiday is so great. Um, everybody should do it. But then these films that are like countering that, countering that narrative and saying like, actually they get really bad and like they force you to confront realities. Do you think it's a psyop, like a deep meta psyop to get? (laughs) A deep meta psyop to get us to, because like to get us to not take vacation in the summer. Like us as Americans stay at work yeah interesting <laughs> this is an interesting thought you know <laughs> the other day we're not talking about it on the pod but it is similar to well not similar but one one of a kind with another movie we're watching later for this season but I did watch Taken <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Which definitely is like, don't go to France, guys. Also taken too. It, there's a part like her, like the girl's body is found in a trunk in Red Hook. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mary and, and I both used to work in Red Hook. Yeah. So that's why this is relevant. But I mean, lots of bodies are have been found in Red Hook. <laughs> that is true. It is a known <laughs> place to find bodies. 
my mom like watched Taken 2. It was like randomly on TV or something. And she like had flipped to it. And that's like back in 2016 when I first started working. And she was like, oh shit. <laughs> like you can't be in Red Hook, Bethany. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah. Taken There's, is about, don't go to France. Um, Taken is about not going to France. Um, and well, and also like this great fear of like Arab people brown people um anyone that's not white american (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but also like of course i think that movie comes out at the end of jwb's second term and another movie we're watching later oh george george yeah sorry i don't know why i said it i've never said jwb before um george w bush um another movie we're watching at the end of this season i'll get the end to this later is also a bush era movie about the dangers of traveling to europe um and i i really do think these are like bush bush movies these are like those are psyops for sure yeah yeah these are like the terrorists are real and also ter- like um, torture is okay. And yeah, it's so, like just getting you used to it. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Just like trying to embed the xenophobia. Uh, just the, uh, the belief that like, yeah, you do have to torture people. Right. Or like, like get used to torture, like in hostile, which we were talking about later. But, and also- Zero Dark Thirty. Oh yeah, right. Which right. we already have. Like, you know what? <laughs> We're good with torture. That's what all those movies say. It's like you gotta do it, y'all. <laughs> also, wait. Just quick side note. All these, like, I think that they're fake. I think that they are. These memes are photoshopped. But oh. like, there's a but there's like this new meme circulating around the internet that's like Guantanamo Bay merch. Oh my god. And it's like. It's like the Minions shirt at Guantanamo Bay. Like that has to be fake, right? That has to be fake because Despicable Me didn't exist. I mean, right? Is Guantanamo Bay still open? Uh. <laughs> but like, it's it's like the Guantanamo Bay gift shop kind of meme, meme plex. Oh my God. But it has to be like, fake. Just like Minions and it says like Guantanamo on it? Yeah, it's like a it's like a t-shirt that's all yellow and it has the minion like eyeballs and oh. the little like mouth. So like the whole shirt is a whole minion. It doesn't have like a complete minion on it. The shirt is the minion and then it just says Guantanamo Bay at the bottom. Yeah. But I think that that's fake. It has. Come on. But I... then there's also like other memes of like other shirts that are like like have like touristy shirts but it says like Guantanamo Bay on the bottom it's gotta be fake jesus (laughs) christ there's um well i was just gonna say at universal you there's a giant minion that you can see from the freeway that i that i see all the time and every time i laugh um because he's like floating up above the buildings it's really funny (laughs) god oh my god oh minions (laughs) um Anyway, yeah, I think that it, there it's like these are all like very deep seated psyops for sure. Um, like the xenophobia thing. I mean, 
but this it was in 2015. We should be past this. This was released in 2015, 2016. So like, I mean, our, our, you know, like ostensibly we should be past this. Um, but I guess there's always going to be in the cultural imaginary, there's always going to be, um, anytime you're making a film about foreign countries, there's, there's always going to be this, like the other yeah, is going to be a device. And it was about the time of a lot of refugee crisis to Europe, especially to Mediterranean, Mediterranean countries like Italy, like Southern Italy and, and Greece and, and stuff. So, th- I mean, they were dealing with a lot of refugees. Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting though, immediately, I guess I was talking about this recently, so that's probably why it also came up, but because they were in Italy in a police station, I was like, oh, is this going to go like Amanda Knox (laughs) status? And I was like, that is like, yeah, one of the, like almost like a movie we could be watching this, this season of like, yeah, that totally is. You're totally right. Study abroad gone wrong. Oh my god. I'm- oh wow. Yeah. Oh shit. Um that yeah, stranger than fiction or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. But like there's always um maybe that is part of that story is part of like what has kicked off this like Americans abroad like a new take on the Americans abroad narrative. Yeah. Um that's a good point. You might get fucked up by the Italian police system. Um, and things like it's, I mean, but yeah, it is, it is also just like at its core, like sort of xenophobic. I mean, the way that the way that the Amanda Knox thing unfolded in American media is completely xenophobic. It's yeah, just like, definitely. oh my God, young woman goes to Italy, like do not let your daughters go abroad on their right. own kind of thing. And like instilling fear of like, um, yeah, border fear. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the stranger is also yeah, like yeah. sort of vaguely <laughs> that takes place a- on the seaside. Yeah, and and like super not. Uh, well, I mean, the whole point of that book is like about xenophobia. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Does it take place in the summer? I just I guess I always thought it did because you're by the ocean and like summertime is ocean time, but I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Probably is un unknown, but oh wait. <laughs> My Google inquiry, I wrote the stranger time, like time frame, but it just turned up a whole other like novel that's called the stranger times okay yeah i don't know if they really if it really like has a season if it really names the season it's just like in the 1940s i decided uh, the stranger it's a summer summer book summer read beach read (laughs) sad girl syllabus summer reads summer beach reads and it's the stranger by Kimu. <laughs> That's it. It's just the stranger. <laughs> um, yeah. 
maybe that's what we'll come out with in the newsletter. We'll, um, we'll, we'll come out with like, with, well, I mean, well, summer's over now. So <laughs> summer can live on in our hearts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's the other thing too, is that like everybody, there's also this, uh, when you're on your summer holiday and you go away for like two weeks, like you expect to be able to like read it's like mm-hmm. a huge thing in like magazines and like big like legacy media, right? It's just like here's your summer beach reads, and it's like seven hundred page novels, seven different hundred page novels, and there it's like a Jody Picoult story. No offense to Jody Picoult, <laughs> Jody. <but laughs> it's definitely a Jody Picoult. It's Jody Picoult, Sue Grafton, <laughs> M is for murder. Maybe like one new romance novel, yeah. adult romance, but it has like a cartoon cover. It's like really cute, like for 20, 20 somethings or 40 somethings to read. <laughs> Dan Brown, if he's out and about. Yeah. Yeah. And so the idea is that the idea with that is that you can like just like get lost and, and whatever, but. But the reality is you can never, you can never truly escape. You're always in the quagmire of your fears. Talk about Sue Grafton and Dan Brown, quagmire over here. <laughs> yeah, ultimately in a bigger splash, they do get away with murder. They do. They just get taken home. I mean, mostly because of her fame. Yeah. And also because... And- because she Posit- blamed it on yeah. refugees. Yeah. On refugees. So yeah. Tilda, Tilda, Tilda. Yeah. So it's not a very, uh, it's not, a, it's not an uplifting ending. No, no. It's like very damning. And, um, and it is interesting that, yeah, it, it ends with Dakota Johnson leaving, but not Tilda. And, um, and her uh husband whatever he is oh i thought that they were i thought that they were like driving away i guess they are driving away but, but i guess i, I, I they'd be flying back but yeah yeah it only shows dakota johnson leaving the country yeah um crying crying on the airplane because her sugar daddy is gone or real daddy or real knows? daddy yeah <laughs> unclear <laughs> Um, maybe she's crying because she's not his daughter and so she won't get an inheritance. Or, I mean, she's crying for the great summer she had. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing why I like, why I I do like this is also just because it's really good. Like the movie itself is very vibey, but it's also, um, leaves a lot of things unanswered, um, which I think is important in cinema. I think it's important in drama to leave a lot of things unanswered, to leave have mystery so that people can commentate and make podcasts about it. Yeah, leave speculate. a little room for us. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I also think that he, he could have stood to make it a little bit more archetypal. That's why I like maybe I want Dakota Johnson's character to be like an archetype. Mm. Um, it seemed a little bit like it's laden with symbolism, but... Um, I don't know, not like it's not, it doesn't like reach back to like timeless stories enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, nevertheless, I do love this genre. I do love this, like this vibe of people being abroad. Yeah. I mean, in this one, so we've moved from like, we've moved from like a romantic dreamy summer abroad to a reckoning with your past and now to like consequences that you'll have to live with forever into the future of what you did on vacation um, and the crimes you committed. But uh, yeah, and I guess more metaphorically, the the person you've become. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, this is what much more of like, oh, like rather than the lost daughter, which is a lot about like coming to terms with her past self, it's this is much more of like, Oh, who have I become mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, of- that's a good point. Yeah, and, and uh, also echoes the talented Mr. Ripley. <laughs> yes, it we'll does. Talk about <laughs> uh, we're talking about next time. Even creepier, <laughs> more sinister. Yeah, it probably accomplishes more of the psychological tension, psychological thriller tension that you want yeah that's a good point i haven't seen the movie in so long i'm very excited to rewatch for this season um it's all i can see in like all my friends feeds like the like the instagram feeds the twitter feeds it's all i can see now like when they post about their like their euro trips all i see is like who's who's murdering who yeah I you know I am surprised that with this whole I mean we just had a season about the girl boss scammer and that talented Miss Ripley has not come up more often because he basically is a girl boss scammer (laughs) (laughs) plus murder but (laughs) yeah he's he's truly Anna Delvey he's like away yeah whoa um yeah there's something to be said for like everybody's obsession with people being fraudsters in real life like there's constant like there's so there's so much money being poured into producing these documentaries about frauds um whether it's cults or like religious frauds religious cults or like business cults like Anne delvey um and uh and people and like imposters like like catfish like catfish as the show is like the prototype for this like larger like media empire of like frauds on tinder and stuff um so anyway uh there's so much money being poured into like that kind of like documentary that real life kind of stuff but um but i do think that it was like a sort of mythological narrative that was explored a lot in the 90s um and early 2000s um and then people just like realize that they could people realize that they don't have to be creative. I mean, I'm not saying that making documentaries <laughs> is not a creative endeavor, but like, I do think that it's sort of like, you know, have we reached the point where everybody like we've exhausted all storytelling kind of thing. And so now we just have to have this like proliferation of documentaries or the talented Mr. Ripley too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reboot. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And oh wait there's even more the sad girl syllabus universe like we really we really have a great universe a great like world (laughs) building because goop we talked about goop 
And Gwyneth Paltrow is in The Talented Mr. Ripley. True. True. So. <laughs> I feel like Jude Law is definitely going to come back also into this podcast. This will not be the first time that he comes in. 100%. He sort of, we didn't talk about the young Pope in oh, the Catholic one, but. Why didn't we talk about young Pope? I, I know. Why didn't we talk about it? About it. That should have been in Hot Priest. Yeah, I feel like we definitely like maybe Whoops. the young pope was like mentioned <laughs> once in passing, but like he's like the hottest priest. Anyway, um <laughs> guess we have to do part two. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Jude Law will definitely come back up again uh at some point. Um but um oh yeah, yeah. I do think that he is the talented Mr. Ripley, yeah, he is totally a girl boss. Back to your original point. <laughs> He is. He's like ultimate fraud. Yeah. Scheme scammer. <laughs> um, also, I saw a meme that was like, because the whole Adam Newman thing mm-hmm. um, where he like Adam Newman, the founder of WeWork, who was found out to be that WeWork is a total scam. And then but now he just uh, got like vc funded for something for something else for some other company and i saw a meme that was like elizabeth holmes after hearing about adam newman and it was like elizabeth holmes rubbing her hands together meme where's the sad girl syllabus vc funding (laughs) if they can get it why can't we um (laughs) we have to come up with a product can you imagine a vc funded podcast (laughs) The podcast would have to be well we'd probably have to like make our podcast like a DAO and like talk about how the sad girl syllabus DAO would be like a new social experience <laughs> about being sad and a girl okay the funders are gonna come rolling in <laughs> based on that elevator pitch alone we did it guys <laughs> We already said that we have world, a world, a sad girl syllabus world building. So yeah, we have a whole universe. Just next step. Um, you can like mint essays as oh NFTs. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, we can be a publishing empire, but like a Web three publishing empire. That's nice. how. That's yeah. how we would have to pitch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to get it to get startup money <laughs> uh, yeah and people we can we can sponsor trips Ooh, to to europe yeah to yeah. to northern italy where all of these things take place all of these movies <laughs> these stories you can live out your own holiday where you you too go on into a psychological spiral yeah under the tuscan sun baby we should also do that um we should also talk about that yeah yeah this is also like all of these these films too are also like a backlash to that whole like eat pray love kind of totally under the tuscan sun kind of thing where it's like like yeah what if you go away to find yourself but you find out that you yourself are like nefarious (laughs) wait i'm the bad guy Uh, (laughs) and all it took was a vacation (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, we love to see it. We the foil it. to the rom-com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Villainous on vacation. Uh, it's like a Lemony Snicket <laughs> title. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess we already started talking about talent and Mr. Ripley, I so I guess that means that this episode <laughs> is over. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> next time to finish talking about Jude Law and the talented Mr. Ripley. And girl bosses. I, I do think that talented Mr. Ripley will, yeah, yield a little bit more like something more than just than just vibes. Right, right. I feel like it's hard with the summer movie because the summer movie... I mean, you really want to get those vibes. That is like half the summer movie. And then, you know, it's a long there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hmm. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. (laughs) See you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Did you know um, there's a place on the internet where you can get exclusive access to Sad Girl Syllabus News? You can join our Sad Girls Club by signing up for our newsletter at sadgirlsyllabus.com. And with the newsletter, you'll see updates on new episodes, um, announcements on content and stuff, uh, extra insights, links, reading lists, resources um, that don't make it into the podcast episodes. And when you sign up, you get a little gift from us. It's a reading list, um, a, tr- a, a Sad Girl Syllabus, actual syllabus, <laughs> Sad Girls 101. And if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash syllabus. And for five bucks a month, you can watch all of our director's cut video episodes uh, and get bonus episodes uh, when they come out. Uh, if you like what you hear, also please think about rating the pod on Apple Podcasts, sharing this podcast with your friends. Yay. It's really the best way to support us uh, is to help spread the word. Uh, So subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram at sadgirlsyllabus.